Good morning and welcome to Monday. And this is Monday Mentoring in the Kingdom Leadership Equipping Group and on the KLE podcast. It's good to have you with me. And this is Sean Smith, your host. I'm here every Monday or just about. If I don't have anything to say, I'm not here. So uh, that's just how it goes. But hopefully you're with me. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, good night, wherever you are in the world. Great to have you with me again. I'm so glad you hopped on. Uh, we are talking things leadership and today specifically I I just I, I just finished actually a, or completed a podcast on the, the leadership boost and we were talking about effective leadership and ineffective leaders there and ineffective people and how you know just briefly what what is an effective person and as a leader and or not uh, or being ineffective. I think about in the in in the church and specifically as kingdom leaders, we need to understand the difference. We un- need to understand what actually makes us effective and what doesn't make us effective. And what makes us a kingdom leader and what doesn't make us a kingdom leader? Because that's what equipping kingdom leaders is about. It's it's not it's not about um, your power as such. But it's about how you effectively... Hey, Cindy, good to have you with me. Thank you for popping on. Um, Being an effective person, being an effective leader, means that uh, I live by the principles and the truths that govern kingdom. The thing about it is, is that we've been so... We've been so programmed and we've been so culturized to live a certain, to lead a certain way or to think a certain way within the context of the church that we have forgotten. We do what everybody else does. I did it, you know, for many years. I just did what everybody else was doing. And I didn't consider, I didn't even understand, I didn't even know what, what it was to be kingdom minded or kingdom leader. I thought kingdom, when they spoke about kingdom of God, it was heaven. You know, that's really what I thought. Actually, I went into into full-time ministry in a, in a large mega church in Johannesburg, South Africa, and I thought kingdom was there. I mean, honestly, I thought every person working there was a saint. Well, needless to say, I discovered that it wasn't. <laughs> and thankfully, God, at that point in time, you know, I, I ended up having to leave the ministry for, I have no idea. I, I surmise that there was a reason for it, but uh, I was summarily asked to step down and I have no idea why. Um, it was just one day out the blue. I was called in and said, you know, remove yourself from the ministry. And I'm going, what? I love the past. I love the ministry. I love what we did. I, I was committed. I Michelle and I hadn't taken holiday for the whole time from the time the ministry started. We were there every weekend, every day, every night if we could, every meeting. We were, I mean, business meetings, deacon meetings, any administration. We were there with, a, with our Bibles and our highlighters, man, because we were excited about anything that was being shared. Unfortunately, something, I don't know, something happened in somebody's mind somewhere and the whole thing ended at that point in time. And so suddenly my concept of ministry being the kingdom of God ended. 
But God spoke to my heart while I was waiting on God at that point in time and said, what I'm going to do, no man will get credit for you. And so, you know, get credit for, for what I'm going to do in your life. And so that began my focus of building my relationship with God as my father, not with not based upon organization or people or what people can do for me. I know God uses people and I know that as a leader, I need people and, and, and you know, leadership is about people. I know that, but I realized that I could not build my relationship and my spiritual journey with God on people. I, cu I couldn't measure it by the opinions of people because if I did, that's when I would... You know, so many have fallen short, come short, left, you know, walking with God. And I'm not talking about being part of the religious organization church. I'm just talking about totally not fellowshipping with God. And there's the problem is because, you know, the people have affected them and affected their relationship with God. Now, let me be honest with you. There have been times, let me tell you something. There have been times that I did want to quit, but I knew it wasn't God. I know enough about God. I know enough about my father too. And I know enough about Jesus and I know enough about the Holy Spirit to know that it's not him. He doesn't act that way. He doesn't see me that way. He doesn't treat me that way. So I knew it wasn't God, you know, I, I knew. So why would I reject my relationship with God based upon what people are doing, what an organization is doing, what an institution is doing, what so-called leaders are doing? I, I, I cannot do it. One, one leader that I loved and admired rejected me consistently, consistently, never sat me down Never corrected anything in my life and said, hey, you, you're wrong in this area. You should be like this. You should be like nothing. I, I would have been so grateful for something like that. Just somebody sitting with me and saying, be, being a, a spiritual dad to my life, I, I would have loved it. Being a mentor to me, being a friend, if nothing else. But it never happened. Just rejection because I didn't fit their conditions, their standards, their their. You know, the, I, I didn't fit the obligation. And so I didn't jump the right hoops. So I wasn't the right person. That's fine. I mean, hey, you know, I'm not lost for it. And, and my relationship with God just kept going, you know. However, I think about how different things could have been. How, how different my life might have turned out. I don't know. It's just how different our relationship might have turned out. If we had just been able to journey together in these things, you know, and, and not, not get rejected because I just don't match up to some expectation that I don't even know what it is. Some standard that's out there that I don't even understand. That's where as kingdom leaders, we come differently. When I began to study the word of God and I began to look at what Jesus did and said and how he led. How he could influence 12 guys plus, plus others, but his focus was 12, 3, and 1. And how he could influence and impact their lives in such a way that after three and a half years, he could exit from what he was doing. He could leave his role in what he was doing. And in fact, 
have 12 guys and well one of them actually bombed out you know it doesn't matter how perfect you are as a leader there's always going to be somebody that's a casualty let me tell you something because i cannot measure how people receive i cannot measure the impact into their life you measure the impact and that's the difference the difference is as a leader we cannot come imposing what we want to see in people's lives we cannot come and walk all over people we cannot be manipulative in our tactics and in our strategies to get people to do what we want so that we look more powerful more successful so that we look better so our role looks more important we cannot do that it goes against everything of the kingdom of God everything of the culture of heaven we need to understand that you cannot get into manipulative techniques you've people measure there's three words I learned from a really respected leader and he said three things one is you bring blessing first people invite you to bless them you bless them Secondly, they invite you to influence them. Then you bring influence, which means you go a little deeper. You begin to, you know, you begin to not quite mental. You, your, your, your relationship is friendship. That you're able to influence them with your leadership, but not an overt kind of, you better do what I tell you to do. But the next level, when they invite you, you understand, each level they invite you to. The third level, they measure you, um, measure to you and invite you to be partake in governments, to be accountable to you, to walk with you, and then you become a mentor in their life, or in their ministry, or in their business, etc. You know, as a, as a, as an executive coach, uh, leadership mentor, my, my desire, my goal, my objective is always to reach the place of being a trusted strategic advisor to, to leaders. To have that place where my friendship goes beyond just, hi, how are you, <laughs> you know, and, uh, and where they're asking, what information have you got for us that's going to help us, to, to where we actually putting our lives together, where we're discussing things, where, you know, I, I don't have really time for anything else. That's really my focus, my objective. That's what I'm looking for. Keith, great to have you with me. Hey, Isaac, thank you for watching. Really great to have you with me as well. So, um, on the, just for the podcast, I'm on the live broadcast on Facebook, in the Facebook group, um, Kingdom Leadership Equipping, as well as on the KLE podcast not your usual church message but mentoring a new generation of leaders with a new mindset just for those that are hopping on right now we are just talking today about leadership we're talking about not comparing yourself with others and that's the important thing and, and i've just been sharing up until now about what the concept of kingdom mindset is a kingdom mindset is living by certain principles and now to get to the message one of those principles is in fact that we don't compare paul said that i can't say to the hand i don't need you and the hand or the ear can't say to the eye i don't need you or to the foot or to the toe every part of your body functions as it should when i was at school um one of the guys because uh, i went to agricultural college high school in cape town south africa and uh, one of the guys a plow ran over his foot and cut off his big toe. 
big toe. You think, oh, that's, you know, that's not such a big thing. The guy had to relearn how to walk. His whole, he, he, would, he would fall over. His, your big toe is such a counterbalance to how you get to your gait, to your stride, and how you walk, how you run, etc. It's, it's absolutely incredible because your body all needs every part. So it is in the body of Christ. We cannot say to other people, we don't need you. We cannot say they're not important. But we, the most important thing is don't compare. Because if when you compare, one of two things is going to happen. You're either going to think you are superior because you're better than and you posture yourself over others because you're more powerful, more successful. Your role is more important. You're more successful. I'm always on the first thing you need to do is to see yourself as a son of God. You cannot start anywhere else is you have to be a son of God. But just in that is a, mature, a maturing that has to take place. So you are, but you become. You are, but you become. You are legally, but you become. And that's why we need discipleship. You need people in your life. You need equipping, etc., etc. We need those things. But none of that should manipulate us, control us, push us into something that we're not. You know, to punish people because they're not where you want them to be is manipulation. And that just doesn't belong in the kingdom of God. Listen to this. This is what Paul said in 1 Corinthians chapter 4. I was listening to this this morning on the, in the Message Bible. And I thought, this is powerful, the whole chapter. If you want to take time to go and listen to it, it it's powerful. You can get it on YouTube or you can get it on uh, BibleGateway.com. And you can actually listen to the audio or go and read it. But it's powerful. And he says this in chapter 4 verse 1. Don't imagine us leaders to be something we aren't. There's the first thing, is that when you allow people to put you on a pedestal, when you allow people to, to um, compare you with others, then suddenly you start trying to fulfill a role that is not you. You start trying to pretend. You start comparing yourself because they're comparing you. Don't allow yourself to fall into the mold of what, how others are projecting on you. Don't allow that. Live by the, the, the principles, the truths, the standards of the Word of God, of the Kingdom of God. What Jesus said is leadership. If you want to know what is a leader, go and see how Jesus was and what did Jesus say. That's where you've got to learn. If anybody has influenced my life to be, to, to be a leader and to teach leadership, it's been Jesus. I didn't get it all right. Honestly, what I understand now, I wish I'd known 25, 30 years ago, 40 years ago. I've done a lot in leadership. I've done a lot of mentoring, done a lot of leading. But it was all about my gifting. It was all what I learned. It was the whole charismatic move. It was about your gifting, signs and wonders, etc. Showing how powerful you are so that people will follow you. You know, I've led, I've led crusades. I've done um, school evangelism large crowds, camps, you know, done all sorts of things. Led a, helped as an assistant director, build a huge youth group of 700 young people, done praise and worship, prayed for the sick, seen miracles, planted a few churches, pastored a, a local church. And it's all been a growth process because nobody, nobody took the time to tell me what I'm telling you now. <laughs> That's it. Nobody taught me. Nobody told me. Nobody sat with me, corrected me. Nobody. 
you know, everybody had their own idea on what they, what they wanted to see. Most of the time, one guy said to me, he said, you cannot even relate to me if you don't relate to my organization. Again, a guy I respected, I would have journeyed with him. I would have been part of his organization if he had taken the time to build a relationship. Relationship first, people first, not our idea or our tag as a leader. Be. Just be. You just have to be. Even in business, be. You don't have to tell a lion to be a lion. There's a Facebook post going around right now. You don't have to tell a lion to be a lion. You don't have to self-promote your leadership. You just be. Build those relationships. And I'm telling you, even in business, you can go from being a blessing to being an influence to actually being a trusted advisor. It depends on how you build the relationship, but it depends on how they measure. So the more value you give, the more intense you are about the relationship, the more they will invite you and give you access to and privy and confidence to the, to who they are. And that's what it's about is you want to go through that process, but never impose it, never demand it, never posture yourself in it because you're just going to lose out. Okay. So he says, don't imagine us leaders to be something we aren't. We are servants of Christ, not his masters. We are guides into God's most sublime secrets, not security guards posted to protect them. We think somehow if we've got this revelation and we hold on to it, we'll be esteemed more important than anybody else. You're not a security guard. You're just a servant of Christ. You're a guide. You're a facilitator of the, of of um, of the information of God that we have it doesn't matter what I'm not just talking to pastors and prophets and apostles etc I'm talking to you as a leader wherever you are in business in in the marketplace at home you know wherever you are the the principle of kingdom leadership applies the same everywhere so the requirements of a good guide are reliability and accurate knowledge so you've got to spend time with the father Spend time in his word, but be faithful, be reliable. And it matters very little to me what you think of me. Now, this is what I want to come to. It matters very little to me, Paul says, what you think of me, even less where I rank in popular opinion. I don't even rank myself. And that's really the bottom line that I wanted to get to. Don't try and rank yourself in popular opinion. And don't, don't, honestly, you've... There's too many ministers, too many pastors that are trying to uh, live up to popular opinion. And so when they fail that, when they, when they fail in their pretending, and listen, when you're pretending, when you're comparing, you're pretending. When you're comparing, you're trying to be something you're not. And so, you know, when you see somebody that you think is at a greater level than you now you pretend to also be at a greater level or whatever you know you're not happy with who you are you're not content to be who you are who God has made you you're not content the first place listen regardless of leadership I've said this before I'm gonna say it again sonship your sonship before God is the foundational element you've got to know that you've got to live that you've got to be that you've got to um, you know, behave that, think like that, and conduct yourself with people like that. You don't come in, I'm a leader, and have the swagger, you know. You come in, I'm a son who's a king under the kingship of the king of kings. I'm a son at the father's table. That's first and foremost. So, you know what, you can never take anything away from me. You can't take away a title. 
You can't take away a position. You can take away titles and positions. You can take away everything. I'm still a son of my father in heaven. I might fail. I might do it wrong. I might get it wrong. I might, I'm, you know, I'm, I'm real. There's things I, I, I do wrong. How about you? Are you perfect? You got it wrong. <laughs> but when you, you get things wrong, you fail in areas, that's fine. Because you're still a son. God doesn't reject you. People will. You will lose your ranking in popular opinion. Because we think popular opinion brings power, brings money, brings influence. It doesn't. All you do is you begin to pretend. And when you pretend, it begins to place a demand on you. You, you get placed in, in situations that is testing, trying, crisis, pressure. And suddenly you're stressed because you can't live up to what you pretended to be. And now you get angry, you get envious, you get jealous, you compete with others. It doesn't work in the kingdom of God. Jesus said, it's not to be this way. Go read Matthew 23 and see how Jesus addressed the disciples in comparing them in their leadership to the, the religious leaders of the day. Really, we're talking about the comparison between being a kingdom leader and a religious leader. Or being a, just a normal world, you know, Gentile leader, pagan leader. You can read about that in Luke as well, where Jesus spoke about that you mustn't be like them. He hasn't called us to be like them. And this is where you have favor with God. And this is where you please favor with men and please God. <laughs> You've got to grow into these things and to these principles and live by these principles. But listen to me. He says, it matters very little to me what you think of me, even less where I rank in popular opinion. Don't compare yourself because of what people think of you. You know, don't put that pressure on yourself. Don't stress yourself out about that. Be who you are and grow. The thing about it is, is to constantly grow and develop. That's what we need to be doing. Constantly growing in our leadership, constantly growing and developing in self-leadership, in who we are. Discovering and being aware of who you are, where you are, and saying, I need to grow. Don't, don't be embarrassed. Don't, and don't worry about what people are saying. Because he goes, listen to this. He says, I don't even rank myself. <laughs> I don't rank. Opinion ranks me. And the problem is most, most leadership today is trying to rank politicians. Look at politicians. They're trying to rank themselves to popular opinion. What the polls say. What do people say. You know, we speak here. I'm listening to politicians saying we're speaking for the American people. I'm thinking, no, you're not. You have no clue what the people think. You're posturing yourself by popular opinion of those of your little crowd around you. That's all. And I'm not referring to any specific one person. So get it out of your mind. If you think I'm for or against or whatever, I'm not talking. I'm just talking about politicians in general. Unfortunately, many pastors, many ministers in the church of Jesus Christ are doing the same. They're not leaders. They're politicians. They're working for popular opinion, for popular, for approval, for esteem, for dignity in people's eyes. And now they play roles. They you know, they've got to act, they've got to fill a certain kind of pretense. They live duplicitous. They're at home, inside, they're somebody totally different. But they've got to put it out there. And we mustn't rank, don't live by their opinion. It's going to put pressure, stress on you, burn you out. So many guys are burning out. So many guys go through. And now 
what happens is to maintain that, we've got to manipulate, use manipulative techniques and strategies to keep it. Don't try and keep your customers like that. Don't try and keep the people in church like that. Don't try and keep your position like that. You either are or you're not. You've either grown and matured or you haven't. It's all about character. It's all about kingdom mindset. That's really what it is. And the kingdom of God's foundation is character on who you are, not what you say and not what you do. And we need to understand, Paul says, I don't even rank myself. He says, comparisons in these matters are pointless. Comparisons in these matters. I'm reading from the Message Bible, 1 Corinthians chapter 4, verse 1 to 4, if you want to get it later. He said, comparisons in these matters are pointless. I'm not aware of anything that would disqualify me from being a good guide for you. But that doesn't mean much. The master makes that judgment. So let's not judge others and compare ourselves with others that either we postured over or less than. Let's not compare. Comparing is a demonic, ambitious, Gentile, pagan way of leading. It's not a kingdom way. Jesus never taught that. And again, you know, you can go read the scriptures, go and look at these things and, and you can see for yourself. He said the religious leaders, they posture themselves. They want the places of honor. They want to be called by titles and special names and they want to dress. He says they're constantly on a fashion parade. <laughs> That's what the Message Bible says. They're constantly, he says, don't be like them because they're constantly on a fashion parade. Always trying to project something that they're not. And you don't want to be like that. You're not a politician. Be a leader. We, we don't need more politicians in leadership. We need more leaders in politics. We don't need more politicians in the church. We need more leaders in the church. Amen? We don't need more politicians to be leaders. We need leaders. We need leaders because leaders, they understand politics, but they don't, they don't live by politics. They don't live by the approval of people. They don't, they don't live by the whim. They know what their mandate is. They know what their message is. They know what their mission is. They know, they know the message of the kingdom of God. They know who they are. And whether it's big or small, they know, they're confident that the resource of heaven is theirs. That Jesus is still king on the throne and therefore they do not have to be insecure or, or less confident. You can take everything away, but nothing. You know, I've lost everything. I lost a house with 10 bedrooms. I had a house in Cape Town, Michelle and I and our family. We had a 10-bedroom house, 10 minutes away from the most beautiful beach in the world, I think. Most beautiful views in the world. We had beautiful views from upstairs of, of the mountain. I had a, my own Land Rover, fully kitted to go, to go camping and take teams up to a mountain. A farmer had given us a piece of ground up in the mountains. Beautiful. Fountain water gushing out the, out, out the rock. A stream running through under big, big yellow, old yellowwood trees. The guys had worked and built this place. We had kitchen. We had running showers. It was beautiful. We took every month. We shut down the church for a, for a weekend once a month and took teams, took the, the team, took people up camping. And we would just sit around a fire and talk. It was wonderful. I had a life. It was a dream. I was living a dream. 
one of the guys had blessed us with kayaks. And so all the, the whole team used to go kayaking and take others with and take the kids camping. And so we, we, we were just going down rivers, going over landing, camping in places you couldn't reach if you didn't have a four by four vehicle. I lived the life. I lived. The, I had friends. People used to come around. We used to order big stacks of pizzas. Everybody would be at my house and we'd be eating pizza and and just talking and sharing and and people were visiting one another at each other's houses every monday i had a big fireplace in my front garden and and all the guys would come around with their camping chairs and their their coffee cups and we would drink tea and coffee sit around the fire no agenda no manuals no fancy meeting just sit down and talk I didn't get it all right. I wish I had. Oh God, I wish I had. I didn't get it all right, but I wanted to. And God began to teach me and show me. And I lost it all. One guy came in. I trusted him. Everything was decimated. I lost my friends. He spread rumors about me. It's, I don't know what happened. But anyway, everybody got offended at me. Everybody left. Nobody wanted to know anything about me at that point in time. Because I saw this thing was wrong. I saw his attitude was wrong. He was a wrong leader and i walked away and everybody went with him instead of with me and that was fine so we lost everything we lost the church i ended up losing my house i ended up selling dog food from door to door to try and put bread on the table many nights we had no food in the house no food my children were living on scraps basically and people were still criticizing talking about me gossiping about me stabbing me in the bank and it was a hard hard time lost everything but the one thing i knew one thing i knew is god is still on the throne he's still my father jesus is still lord and the holy spirit is still on the inside of me i can't say i didn't go through a tough time i unraveled i honestly i imploded my life began to unravel. My leadership began to unravel because, you know, for so long we've been told that you, if you don't have people following you, if you don't have a church, you're not a leader. If you don't have people, you know, a crowd listening to you, you're not a leader. And, and so my identity was in that and that whole thing collapsed and suddenly I felt like I had no purpose, no mission in life, no assignment. I met one guy and he said, God wants to restore you. I said, yeah. He says, but you got to understand, you're not going to get a position here. I said, I don't want anything. I, you don't understand. I don't want ministry. I don't want nothing to do with people. I want to hide. I want to run away. I want to live on an island where there's nothing except coconuts. Nothing. And uh, he, he was so patient with me. Bless his heart. But that's how I felt. And it took me a long while to recover. But then God began to teach. The thing about it is, God began to teach me about leadership and what kingdom leadership is, what kingdom is. And I sit here today and I can sit here and say, you know what? I've arrived as an immigrant in, in United States of America. I don't have a car. My wife is driving, started school bus driving today, yellow school bus driving as a job. Uh, bless her heart, you know, she, she gets out and Michelle is just not phased. She's not scared of trying anything. So she went out, got her license, and she's driving school bus. Bless her heart. I love that woman so much. She's such an incredible, incredible support. And here I'm sitting and my gift is I can communicate. It doesn't matter what anybody does. One guy criticized me and said, oh, well, the only thing you've got is a, is a Facebook group, you know. <laughs> well, at least I've got a Facebook group. I've got, we've got... Um, 1,500 members, I think, in the, in the, in all over the world, from all over the world, Europe, Africa, right up and down Africa, from, from, uh, from,
Cairo to Cape Town, you know, in the East, we've got members from the East, from America, Europe, as I said, all over the place. I mean, we've got members here who listen to the message. I thank God for that. And, you know, if I can sow one seed into somebody's life that changes their life, makes them more influential, makes, you know, gets them to or inspires them to begin to influence the next generation of the right way of doing things, then I've succeeded in my life. I will die a very happy man. And and I will be able to say the, the master has made that judgment about me. And he, Paul goes on, he says, don't, so don't get ahead of the master and jump to conclusions with your judgments before all the evidence is in. When he comes, he will bring out in the open and place in evidence all kinds of things that we never even dreamed of. Inner motives and purposes and prayers. Only then will any of us get to hear the well done of God. Right now, you're not, you're not working for anything other than being a servant of Christ, a guide for people into God's most sublime secrets, not security guards. And so be reliable, you know, be accurate, live kingdom values, live the kingdom influence. Even if you're a business leader, that's, that's your ultimate purpose and assignment in life. It's not to make money. It's not the bottom line. It's how you influence the world around you. God has chosen to use you in a business to influence them. Use that and see God prosper you. I'm not talking about preaching. I'm not talking about putting up placards. Man, you jump on. You see these religious people, man. They, they, they so fr fr frantically frenzied. You know, is that they, they, they got to pump their little scripture in. The, the discussion is nothing concerning, but they've got to put their scripture in and, and condemn everybody. You know, and they think they're being a witness. No, you're not. You actually are being a frenzied fanatic. You, you don't want to do that. Don't be a freak. Be somebody who knows how to relate, how to influence, how to be a leader. A leader's influenced because of the inspiration of, of the kingdom of God within them. Are you hearing me? Please. I know I might sound different to the usual, but I trust that you will hear what I'm saying and you will grasp the mindset. Don't compare yourself with others. Live as a kingdom leader, knowing who you are. And that you're growing and developing. That's how to be effective. Grow and develop. Build those relationships. Build your influence into society. Into the world. You don't become like them. Influence them with the kingdom of God. Amen. Go and listen to yesterday's message on the governor of the kingdom. I'm telling you it will be a blessing to you. Alright. So that's what I wanted to share with you. Principle, Mentoring Monday principle, don't compare, com don't compete with others. Be who you are. Let God be the judge of you and others when He returns and we are there before Him. Amen. Alright, so thank you for being with me. God bless you. I pray a tremendous you know, blessing on your life. I pray that God would stir you up and, and speak to you and guide you and direct you into all things that uh, prosper the kingdom of God on the earth and prosper your life as well beyond anything that you can imagine not because you're so great but because he is amen all right until next time thank you for being with me I really appreciate you you hopping on and being part of this um, this group and this conversation until next time uh, it will be uh, well whenever maybe Friday we'll be together again with Steve 
on the Building His Church series. All right, so until next time, God bless you. Love you lots. Bye-bye.